Welcome to today's webinar with Mohamed Abush, where we are going to talk about 3D printing and emerging technologies in manufacturing. Uh, how are you today, Mohamed? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. Uh, today, um, we are going to speak about 3D printing and emerging technologies. But before we do that, Mohamed, can you introduce yourself to us? Yeah. Uh, my name is uh, Mohamed Abosh and I work as a smart factory engineer here at Volvo Car Kuslanda. Mm -hmm. uh, this is actually my first week. Uh, before that, I was a smart maintenance engineer, uh, also here in, in uh, Volvo Car Kuslanda. So, yeah, this is the first week. Yeah, interesting. And uh, this interest for from, from your side uh, regarding technology and uh, smart uh, factory, where, where does, does it come from? Uh, actually, I, um, my, my background is from Sharmas University, so I studied that mechanical, as a mechanical engineer uh, with uh, production as main focus area. And uh, I started my Volvo journey in 2016. Uh, and uh, yeah, I was um, hired as a maintenance engineer at the beginning. So um, it took uh, approximately one year when uh, we, we, we knew that um, maintenance is changing uh, due to this industry 4.0 so we started a project called smart maintenance and uh, just to see what is the uh, what is the maintenance contribution with this uh, industry 4.0 uh, or digitalization so yeah uh, my interest it increased and increased and uh, now i'm here uh, working with the whole factories uh, and not only maintenance mm -hmm. And Mohamed, I know that you mentioned a little bit about Industry 4.0 and Smart Factory. Just a brief introduction. What does it mean, uh, this Smart Factory concept? Yeah, actually, it's, um, it's, it's a way of working using existing and also new technology, uh, taking care of the, the, all the data that, we, that, all, that the equipments are uh, uh, generating and uh, using smart sensors to, to work more efficiently uh, in a more efficient way, um, reduce um, uh, losses and so on. So it's, it's nothing new except that um, we, we already have a lot of uh, smart equipments, so to say, or advanced equipment, but we, we, we haven't used them as, um, uh, as we haven't used them before as we are using them today. And it's uh, from deep diving into the data and uh, visualizing with a different type of analytic analytic tools, uh, combining different type of sensor to gather more insights data and so on. So yeah, it's a uh, it's a very big area. Uh, we could we could sit here and discuss about it. Uh, for 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 hours, uh, yeah, but, but it is emerging, right? It is becoming more and more common in the uh, the industry. Yep. Mm. And uh, today, Mohamed, uh, you are going to talk us through 3D printing, and yep. uh, maybe you would like to explain a little bit what is uh, 3D printing for for us that are not so involved in in this area. Uh, yeah. So, what is 3D printing? So, basically, 3D printing is. Uh, uh, it's um, a process of uh, creating a three-dimensional solid uh, object, and all it all starts with a drawing. So you you use an existing drawing, or you can draw for you, uh, yeah, whatever you want. 
basically. And after that, you, you put the drawing, uh, the CAD drawing inside a slicing software uh, where the, the software slice uh, your, your drawing into layers. And after that, you, you put in that, that digital file uh, or geocode uh, inside a, a 3D printing software. And the software will, will calculate the, the amount of material that, that is going to be used and uh, the printing uh, hours and also the costs. Mm -hmm. And uh, there is a different type of uh, printing uh, uh, solutions or uh, processes, uh, FDM, SLS, uh, uh, binder jetting, and, and uh, many other type of uh, technologies. And what we are using in, in, in our process is, is the FDM technology. And it, it's a um, uh, spool-based, uh, so to say, spool-based uh, technology where you take uh, the material and you you um, extrude it through a hot nozzle and you, you print in layers and the printing bed it it's uh, lowers by each layer mm. Mm? Yeah. and and uh, i know before we talked a little bit about why this has become so common so if you compare maybe five ten years ago how come 3d printing is so so much discussed and used uh, in the industry um I think it, it it's due to the costs. Mm -hmm. uh, now it's much cheaper to to 3D print. The equipments are are much cheaper than they were for a couple of years ago. The material is cheaper. Uh, you have many hobby printers uh, that you can buy for yourself in the stores. Uh, so uh, many people are uh, are getting used to this uh, technology for hobby and also for professional usage. Mm. And then today, how are you using it at Volvo? I know that you have brought us some examples with the pictures. Can, could you explain that to us? Yeah, uh, how we are using it. Uh, basically, we many companies, we think they, they are still in this so-called prototype, prototype phase. And uh, they think that 3D printing is just for uh, prototyping. But what we have done in, in Volvo Car Tuschland and also globally uh, is that we, we have we have not um, stopped with the prototyping. We, we do the prototyping, but we also do the end-use parts. So we, we print maintenance spare parts, and we also print production jigs and fixtures, logistic, logistic parts, also helping uh, projects uh, in early phases, give them prototypes that they can feel and, and uh, yeah, speed, speed up the, the, the whole project uh, phases. But the, the main uh, focus for us is to, uh, to produce end-use parts. And um, as you can see in, in the below picture, uh, where we had, a, a, that's just one example from, from maintenance that we had. And that was an old part uh, that we had in metal. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, as you can see in the below picture, or yeah, the, it was, in metal in the beginning and we didn't have any drawings because that equipment was very old so what we did was that we 3d scanned that part and we received the drawing so we did not need to draw that again so we just did some reverse engineering and after that we yeah we printed in reinforced PETG or carbon fiber and the problem with this part, mainly why they wanted to to uh, to replace it, was because it was it was um, uh, approximately 11 kilos uh, kilograms, and uh, it was affecting the maintenance. So you you, you had some balls that uh, 
that was getting affected and the preventive maintenance on that equipment was kind of high and uh, the, the, the cost for the spare parts was also high. So when we, we printed that one, um, we printed, as I mentioned, in carbon fiber reinforced uh, and we, re- we reduced the weight to, uh, believe it or not, uh, 0.6 kilograms. And, uh, uh, and this is thanks to the, the, the technology that uh, brings with, with uh, all the features with the 3D printing, because that, those parts that you see in the picture, they are not completely solid. You have the opportunity to uh, produce parts that have like honeycomb fixture or uh, honeycomb uh, structure inside so they don't need to be completely solid and that makes it so uh, perfect to, to use here and uh, yeah the, this it was much cheaper you can imagine uh, 11 kilogram metal compared to uh, 0.6 uh, kilo plastic so yeah uh, it was a very successful uh, uh, project and uh, the parts they are still running they have produced uh, thousands of parts uh, in the equipment so yeah mm. and, and when, when you did this kind of uh, project Mohamed, for looking at the future what kind of changes do you see in maintenance logistics and also when it comes to the whole product development uh, cycle I think this uh, we have seen it uh, uh, for ourselves and uh, many other uh, companies have also seen it it's uh, <clears throat> this additive manufacturing, as it also called, uh, it, it reduces the, the project times and it, mm-hmm. it makes companies more or, or less dependent on, on suppliers. Uh, as you can see, this, this uh, uh, COVID-19 situation or the corona situation now, many companies, they, have, uh, they, are, they are not producing anything. They are not working because they are... Uh, they are not uh, receiving parts from other uh, continents or other countries. So um, many other money companies are now looking into how can we produce these parts by ourselves without being uh, dependent on, on, on suppliers. Uh, we will still need suppliers, but some parts we can produce by ourselves. So what we have done in Volvo Cars Tuzlan uh, and also globally is that we have created a so-called digital uh, storage where we share files between other plants uh, uh, and uh, with other colleagues. So this part, it, it can be used in other plants that have the similar equipment. So mm-hmm. what, what we do is basically we share the file and they have their printer, they put in the printer and they, they print with the same, uh, yeah, same parameters as we are doing. Mm-hmm. And, and also that you mentioned with the situation we have now today with COVID-19, uh, that 3D printing is flexible because here you have taken from Volvo Cars an initiative that we can see in the top right picture. Could you just uh, mention that a little bit? Uh, yeah, uh, basically it was, um, I received an email from a colleague which, uh, which said that uh, there is an initiative from suppliers and uh, uh, they wanted to print face shields, so I thought that yeah, why not contribute by ourselves also? Uh, so we started to print some prototypes, and uh, or one prototype basically. And I showed our manager, and, and he did not hesitate for a second and said that we are going to help the the uh, healthcare. So we we started to print, and uh, I think we approximately we produced 2,000 parts um, to the healthcare. 
and uh, with a collaboration together with Shalmash University, uh, we, we produced our parts and uh, we also uh, informed our colleagues in Charleston, US, and Ghent, and Hövde, and Olofström. Uh, so everybody was printing uh, the same files. So there mm -hmm. you could see a, 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 a very good, uh, how, should I, how should I say, a very good example of how you can share files globally without sending parts uh, mm -hmm. physically. So yeah, it was a very good initiative. Yeah, it's a great example that we have heard a lot uh, in the, the news also. So very exciting with what you can do with the 3D printing and how fast you can be so flexible as well. Yeah. And, and looking forward uh, in the broader perspective, one of the things that are discussed is the, the automation happening in the, 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 the manufacturing sector. And from your perspective, Mamet, what other technologies do you see uh, becoming more common in the, the, the future when regarding uh, emerging technologies? I think uh, 2020, it will, it, it's going to be uh, an augmented reality and virtual reality year, basically, mm -hmm. because now many people are, are at home, they are not at work, so they are getting used to work from distance. And uh, you see a lot of uh, uh, news uh, talking about uh, having education from distance. And uh, many people have, have uh, started to look into uh, what can uh, augmented reality bring to the, the, the production. And uh, I, I see it as a, a, one of the techno technical enablers uh, that is going to uh, increase a lot. Uh, but also more digital assistance like chatbots. Uh, how can we reduce the amount of administrative work? Uh, how can we uh, reduce our, our, our cost? Uh, and I think those two and also uh, 3D printing is it's getting more and more popular among many companies. Uh, I think those three are, uh, and also not to, not to forget the, the big data uh, topic. Um, when you start digging into the data, then you, you, you see a lot of uh, money that you could save, basically, if you, you use the data uh, in, a, in a good way or in a, in a more analytic way, uh, then you could save a lot without even uh, hiring people or uh, getting rid of employees, uh, because we have many losses uh, that we could um, that we could uh, save or when, a lot of money that you could save by just digging into the data mm. and many people think that um, this will impact jobs by uh, yeah re reducing employees but i don't think it's uh, like that because we, we have an example here in, in Volvo Cars Tuschland and it's the 3D printing again. Um, the 3D printing, we, we did not have anybody here in Tuschland uh, that was working with 3D printing. So when we started with that, we noticed that we need to have a, a full-time employee here that is going to work with 3D printing and he, he, will, have a, he will need to have a, a specific competence and now we have hired a, a 3D application engineer here in Tuschlanda. So that's a new type of competence that we haven't had before here. Mm -hmm. uh, that's just one example. So I think we will get rid of many, um, many job tasks uh, that we, we have today that are not uh, 
giving any value to the company, but it will create new type of uh, jobs also. So mm-hmm. we will still need human uh, human force. Yeah, and and also uh, I mean, you mentioned the different technologies there, but uh, how how soon do you think we will use them in a mass uh, usage way? Today it's a lot of pilots, but do you think maybe in the near future uh, it will be used uh, in a more uh, broader perspective? I think so, uh, because now, as I mentioned in the beginning, when when I started with smart maintenance uh, uh, in 2017. Uh, we we had people that uh, that were laughing uh, at what, what do you mean smart maintenance are we working with dumb maintenance or and uh, m- many people they didn't even know what what it meant uh, and also many people they didn't even know what industry 4.0 was even uh, so even managers so, but now I think people are more and more mature and they they know what this means for them and uh, now you cannot uh, uh, you cannot not work with this you need to work with this uh, mm. if you're going to be competitive in the future um, so the, i i think um, it, it's different now uh, you have a new generation uh, of, of employees that are uh, uh, starting in, in our companies uh, younger generation that uh, they think yeah why why not and and a tablet uh, it, it's it's normal for them uh, this whole technology era, it's, it's normal for them. You, they, they use virtual reality and augmented reality in their daily life. Take, for example, PlayStation. You, you can play PlayStation in a virtual uh, VR uh, environment. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so basically, if I'm summarizing what you have said here, that you see, okay, this, there will be a lot of jobs that may be threatened by automation, but it is really up to us to see that we can uh, create new jobs and also uh, t- take away or delete the jobs that are very repetitive, mundane, and very difficult to do, and replace them with automation. But uh, but it's up to us to create new jobs and and yeah. uh, make this challenge, uh, uh, this uh, transformation uh, equal for everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mohamed, I want to thank you for your time for uh, explaining this to us, and uh, I will also. Uh, provide the link so how they can come in contact with you uh, both uh, via LinkedIn and uh, your email. Uh, do you want to end with some something from your side? Thank you for inviting me and uh, you are doing a great job. So uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll be in touch uh, more. Yes, I think we will and I look forward to follow your journey as well. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Dana.